The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You bet. It's Wednesday evening. It's time to rock and roll. 706. Let's do this. 416-870-6400. You know that number. Lines are open. Ready for your questions. Don't be bashful. If you have questions about COVID-19 still, temporary layoff, or just regular employment questions, severance, and all of that jazz, bring it on. Ready to answer them. 416-870-6400. Anytime you want to reach out uh, during the show through email, we can get to that as well. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And always, always, always free and full of information for you to use. And anonymous, by the way, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. You can go there at your leisure. We will get to today. Uh, is my employer allowed to do this that answer most of those the common ones are coming up here in just a bit but first pal the uh, the week that was how are you i am well john uh you know very busy day today my gosh busy busy up until i just got on the air now but very excited to to be able to answer questions more tonight just like i've been answering all day so if you have a question about your workplace rights your employment law issues by all means take advantage we're here now to answer those questions i know there's questions i've been answering them non-stop it feels like for a number of months now great yeah. if you have a question about the crb and whether you qualify if you have a question about returning back to work if you have to return back to work if your job has changed if you lost your job you're staring at that termination letter and you want to make some sense of it are you owed more are you not owed more hey ask those questions right now and call us and by asking us questions you'll be helping many many hundreds of others that are in the same situation and are listening right now so do it for you do it for them uh, and if you want to connect privately, if you don't necessarily want to get on there, not a problem at all. Stay tuned. We'll give you my contact information, my phone and email address so that you can connect with me privately. But let's start with some situations that came across my desk very recently. Uh, I spoke with a lady who uh, back in in uh, middle of March when this whole pandemic really started uh, mm-hmm. was given an option by her employer to either uh, go on a temporary layoff or take a pay cut. It was a pretty significant pay cut, about 50%, and she chose to take the pay cut. And she, up until recently, was working, uh, earning 50% of her income, a massive, massive pay pay cut. Uh, She didn't really understand that there may be an option there, which I'll get to. Well, wouldn't you know it, uh, about a week ago, her employer terminates her employment, says, you know, our business hasn't picked up, we're going to pay you severance, and of course, they're calculating her severance based on that 50% salary. So they're not calculating her severance based on her regular 100% salary. They're calculating it based on the reduced salary. So she calls me and she wants to know what to do. So let's kind of break this down. When first her employer told her that those are your choices, to take a layoff or get a 50% pay cut, there was actually another option. She could say none of the above and in fact require her employer to pay her severance. And at that time, the severance she would have received would have been based on her regular pay. Her employer was not allowed to reduce her pay and also not allowed to lay her off temporarily. Both of those things are constructive dismissals. Both of those things are things that she does not have to accept. So she could have gotten her severance then. She chose to take a pay cut. Well, the problem is we're now in June. Back in March, that's a few months. That's three months now. She's Uh now considered to have accepted this pay cut. So, John, unfortunately, now when she got let go, her employer is right to calculate her severance based on the reduced pay. I can't help her. 
And I, I wanted to bring this up today as a lesson and, and something to keep in mind. If you are facing a pay cut, you can accept it, but you have to be concerned about accepting the pay cut because number one, uh, you may then be stuck in this pay and never have your pay increased. Uh, and number two, if you were let go, you're now getting less severance because you took a yeah. pay cut. So it's an unfortunate situation. You always want to consider, does, do, do I want to do that or do I want to get my full severance now? Do I want to just leave with my full severance and go to another job? If you ever are in that situation, you're facing a pay cut, a layoff, give me a call. Let's talk about it. You don't want to be in the situation uh, that this lady finds herself in. 416-870-6400. I want to get Bob in here quick before we take a break. Uh, Bob, how are you? Good, thanks. Yourself. Beautiful. What uh, What's on your mind? Okay. One quick question in regards to terminology. I know because I listen to you quite a bit. I know what, diff, uh, what an appeal is, and that's useless. Now, I know that they don't do ODSP, but um, I do have... Uh, they refer to it as a request for internal review. Uh, You're talking about long-term disability, right, Bob? Uh, ODSP. Okay. So that that is the one question, and then, sorry, I'm I'm not sure I got the question. I I don't think there was a question there. Okay. Well, what is the difference between the terminology of an appeal? and request for internal review. So, uh, or to, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, we can ask my partner, Savannah Markin, who is the disability uh, lawyer. I, I, I'm, I'm, this is our employment law show. Generally speaking, an appeal is a process that's part of the long-term disability uh, uh, insurance process. So if your insurance company denies you, they'll give you an opportunity to appeal that internally, which is a complete waste of time. You're appealing to the same people that have already denied you. Uh, the ODSP process, it's a different process. It's with the government. They have their own process. So those are different processes. One has nothing to do with the other. But if you are certainly ever in a situation where your long-term disability benefits have been denied, you don't want to waste your time without appeal. It's not going to go anywhere. Give us a call. Let us kick the insurance company, uh, give them a bit of a kick in the pants so that they do what they're supposed to. We'll take a uh, quick break, and I'll give that number to uh, reach uh, Lior and Savannah, for that matter, the firm, one 821 5900 Right here, right now, we're going to uh, take another phone call, 416-870-6400. That is the number, by the way, help at employmentlawyer.ca. I wanted to clear that up for Bob before he decided to call back. That number is uh, the one you want to call, Bob. Jeffrey, thanks for uh, thanks for hanging on, fella. How are you? Good, good. Yourself? Good. What's going on? So I'm just curious from an employer's perspective. Um, I know, you, you know, the guy does a mistake. You can't really fire him for that. But you have a warehouse worker who keeps damaging stuff. At what point can you fire him for cause? He's knocked, he's knocked out racking. He's uh, smashed a fire alarm box. So the fire department came. He's now wow. destroyed a clamp truck, $4,000 worth of damage plus uh, – these massive rolls of paper he's destroyed. I mean, at what point yeah. do you, can you just say, okay, it's, you know, it's enough? Jeffrey, I mean, from the sounds of it, I think you may already be at that point now 
you know, if there's a bunch of these things, they're not minor or trivial things. So, so you may well be at that point. Now, in, in an ideal situation, uh, what I would like to see is the guy does something wrong. You write him up. You give him something in writing saying, you know, you got to shape up or else. And, and you know, you may want to have a couple of these in writing before you fire for cause. So that's ideal. But it's not like he's going to be able to deny that he did those things, right? It's not like he's going to say, oh, I never knew that I caused the fire or that I caused this oh, damage. No. So you you may already be in that situation right now. Uh, if you want to chat about it, I'll feel happy to do that. In an ideal world, though, I'll say this to you. If an employee does something wrong, you want to give them something in writing, letting them know, number one, that what they did is wrong. Number two, that you expect them to improve. And number three, that there could be more consequences if they do something next time. Uh, so that's in an ideal world. But you may, given what you said, be able to, to actually pull the trigger already. Okay. Thank you for your help. Thanks, Jeffrey. Feel free to uh, call through. We get more information. Yeah, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Jeff is at number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Email is help at employmentlawyer.ca. Yeah, I know what he's talking about too, because I worked at the Sun for eight years, and those clamp trucks with all those rolls of paper. It's easy to whip around and damage stuff, man. I've seen it done. So <laughs> he uh, he might ha- he might have it already. Obi, uh, thank you for hanging on. How are you tonight? I am fine. Thank you for taking my call. You um, bet. But- my question is that uh, my employer need a, a doctor note that I'm off from work for medical reason. So what does it generally it says on the doctor note? I know, I know it doesn't have to show the the illness or that or the. So but generally what it says, and if it says a duration for how long the patient can 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 be out of work. Mm-hmm. That's a great question, Obi. So. All the note really has to say is that you you are off for medical reasons. It doesn't have to say for how long. Now, if the doctor is able to say for how long, uh, two days a week, etc., that's a good idea so that the employer can plan and, and they can say, okay, well, we know that if you're only gone for a week, we don't have to worry about bringing any extra help. But if you're gone for six months, we may need to bring extra help. So it's a good idea if your doctor is able to say how long to say it. If your doctor is not able because the doctor may not be sure, then it's okay to say well, he's going to be off until uh, until he gets better. And then you have to keep your employer up to date. And when you're able to go back to work, give your employer notice that you're coming back to work. Strictly speaking, all it needs to say is that you cannot work for medical reasons. And, and just a follow-up question: That doctor could be family doctor or psychiatrist or psychologist. Doesn't matter. Uh, it's, it has to be a medical doctor. So a psychologist generally would not be considered that. A psychiatrist would, uh, but but uh, family doctors absolutely fine. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks, Obi. Appreciate that. You need to reach out further at a, a different time. No problem. one 855 help at Uh You had one more matter you wanted to discuss before we uh, we break here with the week that was. What was it, Bill? Yeah, so I spoke with a gentleman actually earlier today who had been off on, a, on disability leave for some nine months. With proper doctor's note, all's good. Well, when he was ready to come back to work, uh, to his dismay and surprise, his employer says, well, you've been gone for so long, you've abandoned your job. Nine months, that's a long time. Uh, and that, so we wish you all the best. Take care. He calls me, of course, and he wants to know if this is if this is legal. Well, of course, it's absolutely illegal. If he has a doctor's note and he's away for legitimate medical reasons, he can be away as long as needed. He can even be away longer than nine months, a year, two years even, even longer in some situations. 
because his employer knew that he's off sick. They had the doctor's note. They didn't think that he was just off work because he didn't want to work. That's not abandoning his job. So he's been dismissed. So that's a wrongful dismissal. It's also now a, potentially a human rights violation because they're, they're mistreating him due to his disability. So it's illegal. So the reminder here for employers and employees, an employee is able to be off work with the doctor's note. There's no time limit on this. And you can't question that. They're not resigning. They're not abandoning their job if they're doing that. If you have that doctor's note, you can be off work. We'll take a, a quick break and right back at it. That gives you time to grab a phone and uh, to make that phone call. 416-870-6400. 416-870-6400. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. It's the Employment Law Show. This is Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Yeah, that is the number. Still plenty of time for you to call through and ask your questions. Lior, ready and poised to answer. You want to reach out through email, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And simply employmentlawyer.ca is the website. You'll catch uh, links to past shows of this nature and our television show as well on CTV and Global TV, so you check that out. And as like uh, we mentioned every time, we direct people to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, a wealth of information, absolutely free and anonymous. So check that out when you got some time. But 416-870-6400. Get your answers quick and now. Tom, thanks for hanging on through the break. Good evening. Hi, how's it going? Good, brother. What's uh, what's on your mind? So I work in uh, commission sales. Like I get salary plus uh, commission. And uh, a few years ago, we uh, it was agreed that anyone whose uh, salary, or, I mean, whose who's, uh, uh, total volume of sales dropped to a certain point, um, would their their salary would go down by about six dollars an hour, and of course this year it's completely unrealistic because of we were off for three months from COVID nineteen, mm-hmm. and I want to know if they could still hold us to that. So Tom, when you say it was agreed, how was it agreed? Was it a contract that was signed? How was that agreed? So it was like a uh, it was a form that we that they gave us that, that said this, and we, it said uh, you know your salary will go down if you don't meet this particular sales goal. And did you have to sign it? Did you have to sign it? Geez, it was a few years ago. I'm pretty sure I must have had to sign it. Now, have they done that before? Have there been other occasions since then when you didn't meet the targets and they they reduced it? Uh, Not that I'm... I'm not... I didn't, and I'm not... I always did make my target until this time. But this year, there's virtually no chance of it because... We literally weren't allowed to work for three months. Right. So here's the thing. Unfortunately, the, the COVID issue is not the, the fact that you can't work because of COVID-19. That is not going to be the help here. Here's what the, what the option is. If, okay. So if they a few years ago decided to implement a new term saying that if you don't meet this target, we're going to reduce your pay. For that to be enforceable, two things would have had to happen. Number one is you would have had to sign it. But number two, they would have had to give you something in return for signing it. So they say, well, we'll give you, we'll increase your commission, but you have to sign and agree that down the road, if you're not meeting your target, we'll be able to reduce it. You would have had to get something in return. If those two things didn't happen, that actually, that document means nothing. So therefore, they would not be able to reduce your pay. So ultimately, this comes down to that document and whether or not you got something in return and whether you signed it. 
Now, if in fact they're not allowed to implement the, this uh, this pay cut, there's, it doesn't mean that there's a way to stop them. All it means is you have an option to either accept this pay cut and continue working or to treat the situation as a constructive dismissal and leave with your severance. So if you are okay. interested, rather than taking the pay cut to leave with your full severance, then you and I need to speak and I want to find out more about this document. Let's see if we can get our hands on it and, and find out more about it. Uh, if you're not interested to get severance, then I guess your only option at that point is just to continue working. So does that make sense, Tom? It does, yeah. And then, of course, uh, the, uh, it's the end of the time period that's relevant is September 30th. So I've yet to see if they're going to try to enforce it. Right. But I'm just, I'm just assuming they will, and, I'm, and that's going to make me very upset. So, so you're right. Let's see what happens in September. If they do, you have that choice to make. And if you would rather at that point leave with severance, before you tell them, that's it, I'm out of here, I want to I speak to you. In the meantime, see if you can find a copy of that document. You may have it. One of your colleagues may have it. I'd like to see that. You may even want to send it to me in the meantime so that I can take a look at it and, and tell you whether they'll be able to enforce it against you so that you, you know what to expect. Uh, if you can get this document because you have some time, that would be a, a really good idea. That's a great idea. I will do that. Cool. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate you uh, reaching out. Here's the email address and the number, by the way, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred to get a hold of Lior. And the email address we use is help at employmentlawyer.ca. Very simple. Here now, though, 416-870-6400. Chase, thank you for uh, waiting in the wings. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Yourself? Wonderful. What's uh, what's on your mind? Well, I uh, I was terminated for something at work that I didn't agree with, and I felt I uh, filled out a grievance. And uh, while the grievance is going, I had employees tell me that they heard that I was terminated at work. Is that allowed to happen? So when you say grievance, I take it you mean through the union. Yes. So. Are they allowed to say that you've been terminated? Yes. What they're not allowed to do is to say false, th false things about you. So if they say you're terminated because you did this and that's not true, that could be defamation. That could be illegal. But to simply say we terminated uh, Chase's employment, yeah, that they are allowed to say. Okay. Right. Okay. Thank you. That's it. Thanks, Chase. Okay, no worries. Thanks, Chase. Appreciate that. You want to reach out further, more uh, questions? No problem. One eight five five. 821-5900. The number here, though, until about uh, 10 to 8 on, uh, on a Wednesday night, 416-870-6400. Mike, thank you for standing by. Good evening. Hey, how's it going today? Good. Thanks for uh, thanks for, for uh, calling in, pal. What can we do for you? I'm on LTD, and I work for a big company with Sun Life, and... Now that the LTD is gone, it's going to be, I guess, permanent. And the money that I have in the RSPs in the company, 30%, I believe they said, with Sun Life, I cannot get it out unless I'm, like, totally housebroke. That's uh, what she told me, Sun Life no, lady. No, you, you can get it out. I mean, are you going to be coming back to work? Do you know, or is that not permanent? No, You're not going back. Oh, uh, my doc, I'm pretty sure my doc check the check mark totally and then cpp i applied ltd told me to apply for cpp yeah so i'm on that too yeah 
So if you're not going back to work, then you can absolutely get your money. So uh, if you need my help to do that, not a problem. A letter from me should do it right away. Uh, but yes, you 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 are uh, you are able to do it now. If you were still an employee and 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 the, you maintained the employment relationship, you couldn't get the money out because you're still an employee. But if you're not coming back, you you are you are able to get your money, Mike. Well, I am still on their clock number and stuff, but I'm never gonna go back there and work again. Well, here's the thing. If you are not going to go to go back uh, because of this medical condition, why do you want to even stay on, on their clock? Because you can actually get some severance right now uh, and get your money. There's really no value to you, uh, or too much value in staying on, on their clock because you, either way you'll, you'll continue on your uh, benefits plan with uh, your disability insurer. So maybe it's best to simply tell them, I'm not coming back. Uh, I'm going to treat this, we call this a frustration of contract, and uh, I can get severance and I can get my money. If that's what you want to do, Mike, before you, you deal with them, I want you to call me off air so we can talk about how to do that properly, but that's an option that you have. Okay, great. 821-5900 off air, you mean? Is that your phone uh, number? One, yeah, one 821 5900 Are you in a union, Mike, or no? Uh, I, I don't know. I, am I in a union? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no, I'm okay. not in a No, yeah, I, I would get a union guy to do that, but I wouldn't work for a union, no. Well, there you go. You know the number, uh, Mikey. Give it a call, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. That is the number to reach out to Lior. Do so. Don't hesitate in that regard. we got still lots of time and open phone lines, 416-870-6400 is the way you uh, call through like Mike. Bring it on. Love to talk to you. Is my employer allowed to do these things, Lior? Let's answer some of the most common questions right here. Can my employer bring back, uh, bring me back from a layoff or bring back layoff employees that are more junior to me? It's a common question I've been getting. I've been on layoff. A bunch of us have been on layoff. And some other people have been called back, not me. And guess what? Those people have worked less time than me. So what gives here? So this is an interesting question because the answer may not be what you expect. The answer is that the layoff itself really was illegal. So it doesn't really matter what the employer does from now on because the layoff itself was illegal. An employer doesn't have a right to lay you off uh, temporarily in most cases. Therefore, if you accept the layoff, you've accepted already to allow them to do something illegal. So, yeah, strictly speaking, can they bring someone else instead of you? Yes, they can, even though they've worked uh, less time. Now, what your employer cannot do is say, well, I'm going to bring back the young people only. So I'm going to only bring people Uh. under 40. And the people over 40 or over 50 or over 60, whatever it is, I'm not going to bring back. That's age discrimination. That's not allowed. But can they say, well, I'm going to bring back these guys because I, they, they cost me less money. I pay them less salaries. So I'll bring them back first. Yeah, they can do that. Not nice, not fair. But keep in mind that the layoff itself is likely illegal, meaning you don't have to sit and wait and see what happens. You may be able to treat that layoff as a termination and get your severance. You know, notwithstanding the termination uh, because of the layoff in the first place, if someone comes and says, you know, in different language, you know, this person came back, they have less seniority than I do. Does that word even hold water if you're not in a union setting? No, not really. The only time seniority, if you know, is relevant in a non-union situation, it's when it comes to your severance. Because the more seniority you have, the more years of employment you have, the more severance you get. But it doesn't really give you any other entitlements or rights, uh, your seniority, uh, when you're not in, in a union. 
in the union environment, obviously, the more seniority you have, the more job security you have, and you have other right. entitlements to, to go into other roles if you want to, etc. But that only applies in a unionized environment. In a non-unionized environment, it really doesn't matter. It is uh, 731. You still have plenty of time to call through and ask your questions here on air. Get some answers right off the top. It's a, it's a beauty. 416-870-6400 is how you, you do that, sucker. Mike, uh, thanks for calling through. Good evening. Hi, how are you guys? Listen to you Good, all the pal. time. Good show. Thanks. Thanks, man. What's, uh, what's on your mind? Statute of limitations on severance, is there? Mm-hmm. Yes, it's two years from when you were let go. Now, Mike, how long are we okay. talking about in your uh, situation? I'm talking for my wife because I told her to go fight it because uh, she signed a contract for percentage of commission, and then they they kind of stiffed her this way and made her sign some sort of severance thing, right? And I told her you should fight it, but I don't know. How, lo- how long like ago was that, Mike? I think three or four years. Ah. Yeah, unfortunately, no. She'd be out of time. I, I wish there was other news. Uh, to yeah, give so you. do I. But she should have listened to me, right? Anyways, thanks. And still, it's a good show. I learned a lot. Thank you very thanks. much. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Mike. And if uh, you know if you ever need the other uh, services again, obviously call this number like you just did, or one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. You can reach Lior and the team there, and uh, help at employmentlawyer.ca. That is a very common number. The two year threshold. It's it's with long term disability when they cut you off and you get to appeal, and it's the same thing when it comes to severance. You know, two years and all that thing to apply. And make sure you get under the wire. That's a very common number. People should should remember, right? It is common. Most matters, not all, but most matters, there's a two-year limitation period. Certainly yeah. when it comes to employment law, definitely when it comes to severance. If you lost your job, you have two years from when that happens to get your full severance. But keep in mind, that actually is kind of turning this on its head a bit. When you're looking at that severance letter and your employer says you have by, uh, until tomorrow to sign it, don't worry about that deadline because you actually have two years. So, so it's two years could be good or bad. Uh, you can't go longer than two years, but certainly right. two years could be a lot more than the deadline in your severance letter. Want to get to another call? Always important. Simon, uh, good evening. How are you? Not too bad. Yourself? Beautiful. What's on your mind? So I'm, I'm calling in regards to my father got let go after 26 years on the job. Mm. Uh, I'm just wondering, what is he entitled to? Uh, his employer gave him 26 weeks. Uh, Simon, is your father part of a union? No, he's not. Okay. So your father is likely owed two, uh, 24 months pay. Okay. After 26 years of employment, 24 months. So that's two years pay. 26 weeks is six months. So essentially we're talking four times more than what he was offered. Now, Simon, you, you, so, you took that the first step. You called the show, which I, I appreciate, but you really have to get him to take that next step, which is to give me a call off air because I, I, I can't help him through the radio show. Uh, to, to help him, he needs to contact me off air, and I can get him his two years pay. Understood. Just uh, another question. So they gave him the 26 weeks, and in the letter it was saying that um, uh, there were – they were extremely generous with the severance. <laughs> of course they were. <laughs> well, not just yeah. generous. They were extremely generous. Wow. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's right. You know, it stayed, I, you know, when I was reading the letter, I was wondering, uh, they're missing a page or so uh, in, the, <laughs> in the, the letter, but I didn't see that yeah. page. And um, my, my, my father doesn't speak English very well, so I speak for him. So when I went into uh, with him to work, when they called him in, because he he's been let, let off for, obviously, coronavirus and everything that's right. going on now. Um, I went into work with him 
to, um, you know, to translate and understand exactly what's going on. And obviously they use the tactic of, you know, you got to sign it right away. And if yeah. not, take it off the table. Obviously I denied <laughs> them. Good boy. Uh, but, um, yeah, I don't understand how can they get away with something like that. Well, there's there's is two there, options. Is there, is there anybody uh, that we can complain to? Because for them to take advantage of a 71-year-old man that gave 26 years of his life to this company, I'm not going to mention the pay, which was a joke on its own, but my dad, you know, he's old school and he's very loyal. So I just, I just want to know yeah. if there I, – I understand that the severance is one thing, but I really don't appreciate – the way they took advantage of him all these years, and on top of that, what they tried to do to him at, at the end. You know, it, it, usually it's one of two things in these situations, Simon. Either the company is ignorant to their own uh, obligations, or they hope that your dad is not going to be aware of his entitlements. I don't know which one it is with this company. Unfortunately, the only thing that can be done is to get the severance. So I, I hear you, and if it was my father, believe me, I would feel exactly the same as you do. I'd probably be even more upset. So I get it completely. That said, you know, the best way to deal with this is let's get him the, the amount of money that he is legally owed, uh, and, and that's that's what we can do. So have him reach out to me, or you can do that uh, on his behalf if your dad doesn't speak English, uh, and l let's take care of this. Yeah, okay, so what uh, what number can I reach you at? I'll give it to you right now, Simon. This number, write it down and and keep it for your dad's uh, benefit. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Simon and help at employmentlawyer.ca. Right there, that was what a minute and thirty five second phone call, and it went from twenty six weeks to potentially twenty four months. That is why we do this all week. That's why we do this. And this situation, as extreme as it sounds, is actually not extreme. It is a common right. situation. I, I literally, in my office, between my team, we would see this 100 times a week. So if you're ever in a situation where you're looking at a severance offer, you're likely in that same situation where you have offered, been offered a lot less than what you're owed. That's why it's so important to do what Simon just did, which is to reach out. Let's talk about your severance and let's get you what you're owed. 416-870-6400, that number that Simon used, as well as Jason. Hey, Jason, good evening. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? We are rocking and rolling. What's uh, what's on your mind? Uh, so I work for a company, and when I started working for them, uh, I was given a contract, and part of that contract was a guaranteed 40 hours a week employment. So if they didn't have work for me, I was getting paid my 40 hours regardless. So... When the COVID hit, they said, oh, this is extenuating circumstances, and they basically just threw my contract in the garbage. Now, this was signed by me, and it was signed by the regional manager, who no longer is employed with them. So I was just wondering, is that actually legal for them to do that? So, Jason, uh, are they were, during COVID, are, were they allowed to stay open, or were they, did they have to close based on government orders? Well... We were closed based on government orders, but we're contractors, and the company that we are working for shut down the site. So, so here's what it is. It's a question of, of whether or not th they could continue operating or not. If they can continue operating, but they're just not doing as well, then you're 110% right. Uh, they have to abide by the contract, no, no doubt. On the other hand, if it's a situation where they can't operate, not because there's not enough business, because they're not allowed to operate, 
then it is extenuating circumstances. We, we often refer to that as a frustration of contract. There's kind of an act of God that intervened. So that's what it comes down to. You know, if they could continue to operate, but, but ultimately chose not to, or they lost business, not good enough. They have to abide by the contract. If they have to shut down, no choice in the matter, then it is extenuating circumstances. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate it, Jason. Thank you very much. You want to uh, reach out further if you need to, uh, the number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Moving on to uh, to Hugh. Hey, Hugh, how are you? I'm fine, thank you so very much. Great. Go ahead. I'm I'm working at a unionized company here in Barrie, and um, we have work shortages days where they lay lay us off. They say call it a temporary layoff for one day. And they have lower seniority people working in here, whether it be maintenance man or shippers, that's not in our department, what we do. And I was wondering if that was allowed. Well, Hugh, usually what you describe would be a, a clear and direct breach of the collective agreement. Uh, and if that's the case, it's not allowed, and the union has to grieve it. But the key here is that the only one that can do anything about it, to, to file a grievance or to prevent this from happening, is the union. So you have yeah. to speak to the union about it, and ultimately, if the union says there's nothing we can do about it, then unfortunately, that's the situation. Is the only one that's allowed to to do something. Not that the only one that should do. The only one that's allowed to do something is the union. Yes, and they um, just go along with it because it has happened in the past wow. for quite a while. Wow. Then unfortunately, you're, you're stuck. That's one of the probably the biggest problem with being unionized is that you you kind of live and die by the union. Whatever the union says goes. You can't say, well, you know what? I'm just going to deal with it myself. I'm going to hire a lawyer. You don't have that option. It has to be the union. Yes, yes, I I agree. Yes, and that's the way we are with our union. I pay them um, union dues for 26 dues. years. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sorry to hear that, man. I really am. Sorry, Hugh. Thanks for uh, thanks for calling in. Anyway, still got a few minutes here. You want to slide in a quick call? You can you can do so four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. But in the meantime, the common questions you always get, and so many of these are relevant with people going to back to work and coming off what they call temporary layoff after COVID nineteen, and that is, can my employer change my job uh, or my hours of work when I return from that temporary layoff? That's probably the single most common question I've been getting over the past month. Now that businesses are reopening, employees are being called back to work, is uh, can my employer change my job, change my hours? So the general answer is no. Your employer is not allowed to make significant changes to the terms of your employment, meaning they can't reduce your pay, usually more than 10%. They can't change your hours. They can't uh, say you're only going to work two days a week or, or relocate you to a different plant. If they do that, you can either accept that or you could choose to treat that as a constructive dismissal. It doesn't mean that there's a way to physically stop the company from reducing your pay. It simply means that you now have a right to not accept that and to treat that as a termination. No, your employer does not have the ability to change terms of employment when you come back from a layoff or or even in, in other situations. Can my employer pay me less than other employees? How about that one? Generally speaking, yes, as long as they're not discriminating against you. For example, if they say we're going to pay the men more than the women, illegal. If, we're, if they say we're going to pay young people this much and older people that much, no, that is illegal. So it cannot be discriminatory. But they can say, you know what, I know you've been working there for 20 years. We're going to hire someone new and pay them more than you. That's unfair, and that's probably unethical, but it's not illegal, unfortunately. Let's see if we can get uh, Brian in here quickly. Hey, Brian, how are you? Good, good, good. I have a question for you guys. 
I've been sure. working for a company for 14 years now, and uh, they've offered me to to basically open up my own company and uh, become a subcontractor through them. My question is, is if I do something like that, and let's say a year or two from now they decide they want to let me go or are not giving me any work, do I have any issues with severance because uh, I've been there for 14 years? So, so that's a very smart question. Chances are that in the eyes of the law, you would still be considered an employee at the end of that term. You don't magically stop being an employee. But the problem with this is a different one. The problem is you're probably going to be doing something that's actually illegal. You're going to be calling yourself a contractor when you're not. You're still going to have the same job. You're going to do the same thing. The law is still going to consider you an employee. CRA is still going to be considering you an employee. So you're going to file your taxes like a contractor when you're probably not. Will you be able to get severance? Yeah, very likely, but I would be very concerned about doing something that could put you on the wrong side of the CRA. Okay, well, I'll be filing my own taxes and be my own company, basically. I'll be doing work, other work, other than this company as well. Okay. Well, if you are truly going to be an independent contractor, then you would not yeah. get severance. Okay, so you, you got to be—you'd be essentially okay. walking away from severance of 14 years if you're going to be a true independent contractor. Daniel, you got a, a minute exactly. Uh, what's your question, quickly? Uh, okay, I'm a bartender in Toronto, and we're just open for phase two. My employer's asking mm-hmm. me to come back to work. I don't exactly feel comfortable, and obviously I won't have any patrons at the bar. Uh, if I refuse to come back, uh, what are the mm-hmm. consequences? I've been there over 20 years. Uh, am I still entitled to severance if I'm terminated or so unfortunately daniel they may consider you to have resigned if you don't come back unless you have a doctor's note saying you can't work for health reasons or you have child care obligations back home if you have one of those situations you could stay off if you decide not to because you're not comfortable even though i understand why you would not be comfortable that would be considered a resignation so that's a problem we are done with that one. Thank you for all your phone calls. Some great stuff. Appreciate it. And uh, if you were told to, please reach out after the show. one 821 5900 The phone number, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And, of course, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Any time of day is free and anonymous as well. We'll catch you next time in the Employment Law Show. Don't go anywhere. Arlene Bynan coming right back with On Point right here. Global News Radio. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.